Welcome, everyone, to Music Junkies, a podcast about people sharing extraordinary stories about how music has impacted their lives. Right. Welcome, everyone, to Music Junkies. I am your host, Annette Smith, and our guest today is a screenwriter, director, digital content producer, and actress. I love that she's from Ontario, Canada. Yay, Canadians. You may have seen her as one of the Sunshine Girls in the Trailer Park Boys movie, right? Great film. The cult hit The Void, right? A great hit comedy, My Roommate's Next an Escort. Trish now plays top dog in all the episodes of the prison comedy Pink is In on Amazon Prime. Please welcome the beautiful and talented Trish Rayoni. Hello. Yay! I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so excited to be here because I've never been asked these. Like I've never even thought about what my playlist would be before of like the playlist of life. So it's yeah, it's such a unique show, and I've had fun listening to episodes and uh, excited to be here. Good. So before we jump in and find out all about you. Uh, what was your experience putting your playlist together for me today? Well, I was at the gym and I was on the stair climber and I just kind of tried to think of songs that stand out from my memory. And most of them, I guess, are like, it's all kind of like embarrassing moments or, you know, they're all linked to these like times throughout life. But this, when you hear the song, it's interesting because you feel like you're right back there. So when you have a memory that's associated with this song, as soon as you hear that song, you can remember the smells, what you were wearing, who was there. It's really cool what songs do to your brain. It is really cool. And I love yeah. to go down this memory lane, this rabbit hole. Sometimes you can go down because one song leads to another song, leads to another song. And you're like, whoa, I need to get out of this. I need to go jump into another <laughs> And then you go down another rabbit hole. I love that whole, I love hearing about my guests and their experience of putting their playlist together because of that. And it's really, really cool. And I didn't realize until I started doing this podcast, how many songs on certain, like bring you so far back. Like when you were doing your, yeah. do you find that it was like a certain period of your life, like that 13 to 18, did you find like, that's kind of the first place you went? Yeah, definitely teenage years. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I keep thinking of other songs too. Like even now more songs are coming back to me like Barbecue Stain by Tim McGraw. When I was 17, that was my favorite song. And it was the time of my life. And some of the other ones on the playlist that I gave you just made me start to think of other songs and other memories. So you really do go down a rabbit hole. It's like more keep coming to you. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, we're going to start with your first. Yeah. Ready? Yes. So who does not love Tom Petty, right? Mary Jane's Last Dance. Such a good song. What is a What's the first memory that kind of comes to, to mind when you think of that song? 
Well, I have to thank my parents because I do kind of come from like my dad's pretty cool and funny, but like he was a nerd growing up. He won't tell you that. Um, and my mom is like really goofy and kind of nerdy, but they bought me that CD and a CD player when I was a kid and CD, the CD technology had first come out. That was like my big gift that year. And that's the CD they bought me. Wow. And I was obsessed. I think I was in like grade four, maybe. So it kind of, they like upped my cool factor because I was rocking out to Tom Petty and I was like, my favorite song is Mary Jane's Last Dance. And my, and I love Free Fallen. And have you, have you checked out? Uh, yeah, so I was like singing and I'd have my friends over and we'd come up with dances. So I remember um a really vivid memory of coming up with a dance to that song with my friend Riley who I'm still friends with today so yeah I missed elementary school with all the lip syncs that you would do like we used to do oh yeah it's almost I remember our school it it seemed like it was like a carport like you would come out the back and it was like this carport kind of idea and we would set up our ghetto blasters and like us girls would practice songs constantly and then we'd walk around the school with our ghetto, ghetto blaster on our, you know, on our shoulders. And we're like, we're so awesome. Like <laughs> <laughs> the memories. Totally. I have the same memories. We did the exact same thing growing up in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Yeah. And absolutely. I think, I think of how many double D Duracell batteries we went through <laughs> during the school year. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we used to go through so many batteries. I saw a meme yesterday and it was like, if you if you grew up during the time where you would have to steal the batteries out of the TV remote and you got yelled at by your parents because the remote wasn't working to operate your Game Boy, like you are officially an elder millennial or a whatever the Xenial, I guess, is the one above elder millennials so crazy or is it Jen yeah I, I can't keep it straight but yeah I was like I relate to that we used to steal batteries all the time <laughs> music did your parents listen to when you were growing up my dad listened to stuff that I thought was really nerdy and he'd take us on a road trip once or twice a year my parents were divorced and um so my dad would take us for like a week in the summer on a vacation and he would listen to uh lemon tree very pretty and the lemon flower is sweet but the fruit in the middle it's impossible to eat lemon tree very pretty and i remember thinking like what is this garbage <laughs> he also had like some song one time i i took one of his vehicles as a teenager and there was a CD with a song that was like, salt, 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 my French fry. It was like going on about French fries. I don't know if it was actually about French fries or what that was about, but he blamed my stepbrother at the time. He was like, uh, I think that's Fred's CD. That's not my CD. <laughs> uh, yeah. So definitely weird music. My mom, uh, or no, not weird, but like more, I don't know, like nerdy dad songs or what seemed like nerdy dad songs at the time. My mom was into 
Oh, she liked like Ricky Martin. She she likes like she always has these crushes like Ricky Martin. She had a big crush on Brad Pitt and had Brad Pitt posters all over her bathroom. Um, Brad Pitt doesn't sing, but I just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> I talk about Brad Pitt for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, she was into like Ricky Martin, the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, all the pop stuff. Yeah. Do you remember what kind of posters you had on the, your wall when you were growing up? Absolutely. I had Hanson. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. And I would. So <laughs> this is really embarrassing. But I and especially because I look like a Hanson member. So I'm not really sure what that says about me psychologically. Um, but I used to be so obsessed with Hanson that I would I had posters everywhere and I would spray the posters with hairspray because I could give them tears with the hairspray. And I was like, see, they're alive. They're real. Like they're right here. They're in my bedroom. Taylor Hansen is crying right now. Look at him. <laughs> He's stuck on my wall. He's crying. Those are real tears. <laughs> I think I confused my parents when I was growing up because I loved so much different kinds of music. And then I was obsessed with like teen beat. And I can't remember what oh, yeah. called, but every week like I would go buy all these magazines and then put the posters on the wall and I had um I had two separate rooms and they had like a doorway that I could walk through so I had that for years oh I, that's I cool and I came back and they knocked down the wall so when they knocked down the wall this one side where my closet and everything was was very girly right it had like my mm -hmm. Cameron and you know, all these kind of guys that I can't even remember off the top of my head, all on that side. And then this side where my waterbed was, it was all, of course, this Guns N' Roses, you know, oh. Prince and Poison and all these kind of 80s hair bands. And then I had headboard with like empty Jack Daniels bottles that I drank in a bush with my friend on the headboard. <laughs> <laughs> You hit all the bases. Like, I love that you just had this, like, open space of the the pop people from Tiger Beat and the rockers. And, of course, who didn't drink in a bush? Yeah, that's, we all did that's, it. We all did it. That's right. I love it. Next song. Come to my window. Crawl inside. Melissa, right? Come to my window. Yeah. That song really spoke to me when I was in grade five. And of course, I had that CD player. So I saved up some of my babysitting money and I bought that CD and I was really proud of it. I was obsessed with her. I just like I felt like that song was speaking to my soul. Wow. Grade five. Yeah, grade five. I loved it. When's the first time you had your first drink? First drink? Yeah. In grade eight, I had a bunch of girlfriends sleep over and we went into my mom's liquor cabinet, but my mom was single. My dad and her divorced, as I mentioned. There was four of us girls within five years of one another. So including twins, my younger sisters are twins. So we were just like a handful. So my mom didn't actually drink when we were like, she'll have wine now or drinks, but she didn't when we were kids. 
So we raided her liquor cabinet and we made, um, we took a picture, like a, a jug, and we put like every kind of, a little bit of every kind of liquor so that she wouldn't notice it missing. And some of them actually had mold on them. And we were like, it's worth it. It's worth it. Cause it wasn't like hard liquor. Some of it, it was like that banana liqueur and different yeah. like melon liqueurs. So we like peeled aside the mold and we're like, it's worth it. It's worth it to get drunk. And um, yeah, I think we had like a few sips of this like nasty concoction concoction and then dressed up as the Spice Girls and went walking around the, the neighborhood, not drunk, but thinking we were drunk. Yeah. And the joke was on us because it was like old moldy booze. <laughs> what spice girl were you? I was always baby spice, um, unless I had a friend who was like very blonde and I was kind of more a dirty blonde. And uh, if the friend who was very blonde was around, she always wanted to be baby. So in that case, sometimes I'd be Jerry, who I also really liked. So. I was, I was cool with being cherry. <laughs> My parents were like hardcore, <laughs> hardcore drinkers and they made like buckets, like big garbage cans of like sake and wine and stuff. No. Oh. And those big jugs that you were talking about, like, do you remember the ones with like the little tiny handle that you could barely put your finger on, but they were like these massive jugs and they would. Yes. They wouldn't hide them, but they put them all in their bedroom where their closet was. And we would go in there and I would steal like a big jug and put my old cotton bag. And like we would walk out of the house with this drink. I don't know what we did with the bottles, probably just left them on the road somewhere. And we we did that all the time. Right. That's I think amazing. they ever knew, but yeah, we were bad. I had I started this podcast, I had a lot of girlfriends do the show like to kind of practice, and they were like, mm-hmm house was the first house that we ever got drunk at I was like oh my god this is not (laughs) bad influence I was a bad influence those days I miss those days same yeah you can't go back right now yeah it's different now and how often are you all in the same room and it's like everyone's moved across the country or to different countries or has their own families and swimming lessons and dance it's like it's yeah you never really realize how much you're gonna miss that that it will one day be in the past yeah grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah who knew we'd grow up <laughs> all right next song we talked about you guys Yeah, Hanson, because they were so my mom still tells the story at every like every time she meets a new friend of mine. I'm in my late 30s now. And she's like, did you know that Trisha almost failed grade eight? I actually thought she wasn't going to make anything of herself because she was so obsessed with Hanson that she almost failed grade eight. And I thought she wasn't going to make it to high school. She goes on and on about my Hanson obsession that almost ruined my life. (laughs) (laughs) 
What were you like growing up in high school? Like, what kind of kid were you? I was uh, kind of one of those kids that didn't really want to. So at first, I didn't want to stand out. I just wanted to blend in, um, kind of hung around more than I should have. I was a competitive dancer when I quit. I was like, you know what? I don't need that. I want to hang out in the bush and drink beer. Um, I didn't drink that much. I didn't smoke weed. Um, I was a little bit naive, but also like kind of lazy and didn't want to be told what to do. So I was like kind of a rebel kid, but not really getting into too much trouble. I didn't really date much because I was super awkward and just wanted to like kind of seem like I just blended in. And I remember a guy tried to kiss me at a grade nine dance and I didn't know what to do because I'd never kissed someone and I was freaked out. I didn't even like him. I just said yes to be polite to the dance. And so I didn't kiss him back. And then a few days later, him and his friends, they were a year older. They walked by me in the hallway and they were like, and this is like traumatizing when you're a teenager and you're just trying to blend in in a school of 1200 kids. And in the hallway, they were like, she's hot but it's too bad. She's such a weirdo. And I was like, Oh no, they know I'm weird. Like, how do they know I've been doing such a good job of acting normal and like, just trying to like fit in. Um, yeah. So that kind of sums it up. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. The stuff that we do in, in elementary high school, like, I don't know about in Ontario, but I'm originally from BC. So we went like K to seven and then mm-hmm. 12. Right. And our graduating class was like 1200 people. Right. So we, wow. had, we had lots of selection, right. We had, yeah. um, was it like mm-hmm. for you or was it like, what were your years? Like, was it like K to seven as well? Or we were K to eight and then we had a grade eight graduation and then grade nine to, we had Ontario, we had OAC. I can't remember what it stood for, but it was like Ontario academic something. And it was basically grade 13. So I had to go from, yeah, from grade nine to 13. And by the end of high school, I was like, I don't care what anyone thinks of me. I was weird. I hung out with my close girlfriends. We would go and like do ridiculous things like lawn gnome people. We would get dressed up in all black and we'd get on skateboards and go and like steal lawn gnomes and put them in someone else's yard. Be like, we lawn gnomed you. We're badass. Um, Yeah. So at the end of high school, I kind of like found my closest friends and just embraced the weird and, you know, living in small, a small city, small remote. Well, we're not that small. We have about 75,000 people, but we're just very remote. Like the closest city would be Toronto, big city would be Toronto, which is an eight hour drive away or Detroit, which is six hours into the U.S. So, wow. so what's yeah. kind of so the worst thing that you and your girlfriends used to do and that you maybe you never got caught for? We would try to egg people. Um <laughs> and we'd go out in my friend's mom's van so we'd take the minivan try to (laughs) egg people or actually I think we timbited people so we would buy those little mini donuts from Tim Hortons the timbits 
and we would throw those at people, but we had horrible aim. We would never hit them. And we actually one time almost um, collided head on with a giant snowplow because we were like, yeah, kind of coming around a building, trying to get away. And um, we almost were in a, a big accident, like in fatal, it would have been fatal, I'm sure. But all I could think of was, her mom's going to kill us for ruining the minivan. Like that's all that was flashing before my eyes was we're going to be in so much trouble. Um, yeah. yeah. So a lot of, a lot of timbiting, but karma is a bitch because I went away to London, Ontario to visit my sister at Western university when all of this was going on. And we were out walking one night home from a bar and someone threw something at me. I thought it was a potato. And I'm like, I got hit with a potato. <laughs> and I looked on the ground and there was one of those um, beige Timbits with a like mini donuts with a raisin in it with a couple of raisins. So in the dark, it looked like a tiny potato. And I'm like, I got Timbited. People outside of Sault Ste. Marie also Timbit people. Like this is my karma. I would get Timbited. And I got hit right in the chest. So. <laughs> oh that's hilarious yeah. i just actually seen this girl that we're gonna play right now no way hey joan jett i love rock and roll i just seen her in in Edmonton with Motley Crue, Poison, Her, and uh, Def Leppard. Wow. Yeah. It what was, a show. It was so cool. That's really cool. <laughs> like, I was never, like, a massive Brent Michaels. Like, I loved Poison. I thought Brent Michaels was hot. But I'm like, holy mm -hmm. shit, dude. Like, are you? Like, is that a wig? Like, what the fuck's happening? Like, yeah. Good. And, like, his jeans look good. I was like, this guy looks good. I don't know. Wow. Eighth row. So he looked good. I don't know how close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he looked pretty good. He's hot from afar, but maybe far from hot. <laughs> yeah. If you're close up, who knows? But I know if he's if eighth row, I mean, that's still pretty close. I'll, I'll, I bet he's hot still. When's a rock star, like always a rock star. They always have that, that charm. I agree. Why do you love that song? So in high school, uh, another thing about me is that I wanted to be a pop star and <laughs> I was serious about it. <laughs> and I would do Britney impressions and record myself on blank tapes and send them away to the Backstreet Boys managers, Britney Spears managers. And I would take like photos of myself with little costumes from wow. the dance closet at our house. Cause the four sisters, there were all these dance costumes and I would, um, yeah, send away tapes. So, and I wasn't good. Um, <laughs> I just took, I'm in singing lessons right now. Cause I'm like, I need to be a, like all I've ever wanted to do in life is I just want to be a, a good singer and I want to be able to braid my hair. And I can't, like, I, I, I just need to hair. go after these. Why is I it so hard? No, it drives me crazy. Have you ever 
waterfall. Like I tried to like start braiding like the waterfall where you're pulling it in and it just kind of like falls down here. Oh, I just can't. I looked like somebody just hit me <laughs> in the head with a bat and it was just like, <laughs> I come out and I show my husband, he's like, what's happening with your hair? And I'm like, I'm trying to learn how to fucking braid. Like, give me <laughs> or like, what the hell is happening? And I just, I just learned how to curl my hair. No word of a lie. Like last year. It's not easy. Like no. mine comes out like a wave, but this was pretty much me trying to curl it. I get like, burnt, there's like different pieces just kind of flailing different ways. <laughs> I was like the this banana clip forever. Like I just always wore my hair in a banana clip. And then mm -hmm. when I moved to Calgary, I came out here and then my best friend moved out here with me. She met a guy, moved to Red Deer and um, his mother was a hairdresser. So she became a hairdresser. So ah. come and get your hair done. So finally I went and that was the first time I ever had my hair straightened. I was like, who the, this is amazing. <laughs> this, this is awesome. So I bought a straightener and started straightening my hair, but forever it was like banana clip or like a bun, like just a mess. Yep. Oh, I still love the buns. A bun is great. It's a, it's a classic, timeless classic. It is a classic. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really envious of people who can braid hair. I think they have something special going on or they're like an alien or yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta figure that one out one day. <laughs> gotta crack I that agree. code. So Britney Spears, when I was in high school, covered that song. I mean, the original was amazing, but I was kind of going through that. Well, I'm going to be a pop star too. So I better get started with getting out there and performing. So I performed in my local mall. I sang that song. I put on sparkle jeans from Northern Getaway, but I thought wow. I made them cool because I was 17 and I was pairing them with like, just like a plain black or glitter tank top or something. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy these sparkle jeans, but I'll make them cool. Throw on a tank top and I'm going to get out there at the local mall. And this is the song I'm going to sing. <laughs> I don't think I wish I, I I wish I had the the VHS tape. Um, my sisters taped over it, but with their graduation a couple of years later. But I think it's for the best because I can remember it as being epic, without facing the reality of what that show was. <laughs> so I did a little stalking. On I, I see that you have a really awesome karaoke song that you like to sing. Oh, uh, like a virgin? Yeah, like you, like you kill it. Really? So I was up there like, oh no, there's no turning back. I got <laughs> myself up here and now I can't leave. So I just kind of leaned into it, but it was, uh, I, I felt really awkward the entire time. I felt like my voice was just straining and it was, yeah, it was awkward. That was in Michigan a couple of weekends ago. Oh, yeah. really? That's hilarious. Yeah. I was uh, doing a conference. I was emceeing a conference uh, in April and this girl comes running up to me and she's like, oh my God, Annette, you look amazing. Like you, you look like Madonna. And I was like, okay. So like I accepted it. But then when I went on stage, you know, you always want that first laugh. And I'm like, oh, I had this girl come out to me and tell me that 
I look like Madonna. And then I'm like, okay, like Madonna now or Madonna like a virgin? (laughs) Where on the scale of Madonna? Yeah, like, do I see Madonna now? I hope I don't look like Madonna now because I don't even know. Yeah. Catwoman. Like, she's she's gotten a lot of work done and her TikToks seem, it seems like she's. Hi. getting high and going on TikTok. <laughs> She's like, she, I didn't even know who she was. It was funny because I seen one probably like six, seven months ago on TikTok and she was sitting around this table and she's like, she got dared to go on a world tour. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> crazy. And then like literally six months later, she's going on a world tour. And I was like, that's weird. But wow. I- my girlfriend who I was talking about earlier, she texted me. She was like, we got to go to Madonna. Like we got to go together. And I'm like, I really wanted to go. Like I really wanted to go and I would probably pay anything, but I just, she's, I don't know. I just, I couldn't bring my, I didn't want to remember her. I was afraid of going in her and be like, what the hell is happening? Like you're, this is weird. And I have that experience of her I want to keep the experience that I have of her of you know like dancing to her music when I was growing up and like you know every Halloween I had to be Madonna I want to keep that image of Madonna not like some I don't even know crack or like dancing on the screen with leather I didn't want that image to stay with me fair enough (laughs) I've seen a lot of I've seen all these mixed reviews of Shania on TikTok. Yeah. At first I was seeing all these like horrible clips being like, she's she's just like making us sing the songs, getting the audience to sing all the songs. Like we just paid $800 a ticket to do karaoke. But then I'm seeing so many other videos where people are like, she is rocking it. She's amazing. So it's weird. Yeah, yeah. I guess it just... Depends on the night, depends on, yeah, yeah, if you want to have the memory of the person then or the memory of them now. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone changes over the years drastically sometimes. Yeah. So did you like a lot of 80s hairband music growing up? I, when I was, I'd say I liked more like the pop. I liked Tiffany Oh, okay, yeah. Um, New Kids on the Block. Did you have any crushes? Like, was there a, a guy singer or that you're like, oh my God, I love this guy. I'm going to marry him. John Travolta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. What was your obsession? So I was obsessed with Grease. And I think it was Grease 2 that he was in. Or was it Grease 1? No, he was in the first Grease. Yeah. I I was obsessed. And I liked his little dimple chin and his green eyes and dark hair and his voice. Yeah. We actually did that a little while ago. And if you haven't seen it for a while, holy cow, it is is something else to watch nowadays. Like, it's like, how did they get away with all of this stuff because there's so much centering crap going on but I was like this is insane like this is what we grew up with this is what we watched all the time it'd be like bleeping now like they'd have to cut out this part no pussy oh, yeah out and it's just like <laughs> it's so crazy I was like this is insane 
I love. I have to go back and rewatch it. You have to watch it and then text me and be like, "Oh my god, Annette, this is out of control." It like and I think. I think Greece was because I was just uh, writing a blurb for an upcoming um, theater show that I'm one of the producers on. We were just doing the press release before I hopped on this call and I was Googling the show we're doing and it's, and it held these, we're doing Fiddler on the Roof and it held the longest running Broadway show until Greece beat that record. No way. Yeah. So it sold, I think Greece was like the longest running and sold the most tickets or I don't know, Google could be wrong, but yeah, Greece was like, Greece was a big thing on Broadway too. Yeah, you'll have to watch the movie again. I have to go back and rewatch it. I watched it so many times as a kid. Yeah, I wonder if I'd now I would be like, really, John Travolta? (laughs) No, he still looks good. He still looks good. Yeah, he does. He does. All right, but it's like one of those '80s movies where it's like, what happened here? Like you guys were friends, Mm -hmm. and then now you're not friends. Like we didn't get to see the part where you got into a fight to become not friends, like a typical 80s movie. It's like, this happened, and then all of a sudden, this is going on, and there, there's they always leave out the middle, where you got to just, like, fill it in yourself with a typical 80s movie. And you're like, that's where I was like, what is happening in this show? Oh, yeah. And there's lots of controversial stuff in there, too, where you're like, wow, it's interesting, very interesting. All right, here's somebody that's an incredible share incredible <laughs> she's still killing it though hey she is amazing i would go see share a thousand percent that would be awesome yeah share is amazing so when i was in grade when i was in like early high school young teens my mom had this share workout video where share was in lingerie singing i pony you pony we uh <laughs> Love to pony. And that was my workout in high school. I didn't go to a gym. I did the share workout with my sisters and our girlfriends in the living room while boys called on the landline. And I didn't know who they were. They said they went to school with me and I'd pick up and be like, I'm busy doing the share workout right now. Can you call me back? So brings back all the memories. And then later on in high school, I must have been like 18 at that point, maybe 19. Um, So maybe at the end of high school or beginning of college university age, um, we had a local Canadian idol in our hometown. And if you won, you would be sent to Canadian Idol in Toronto. So I picked that song and I performed in front of like 10,000 people. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Embarrassing. Your lingerie? I did not. I wore, I think, a little leather jacket and like low-waisted jeans or something. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I love it. I don't what even know. How, I think I was I think I was just like trying to impersonate Cher's voice. <laughs> so I probably didn't I was probably like, does he love me? I wanna know. <laughs> I was just going to say, did you have her, her voice and her lips? How you're just like, how does she do that? Yeah. <laughs> Where's your favorite place to go and unwind? 
when you just need to like relieve some stress or just kind of be? There's, we have really, so I live on the Great Lakes and we have like really nice beaches and hiking. There's this one place called Brocap, uh, spelled G-R-O-S-C-A-P. So if anyone looks up Brocap, Sault Ste. Marie, um, it's gorgeous. So I'll just drive out there. It's like, a, I don't go enough, but it's a 20 minute drive from where I live. So I'll just like drive out there, sit on Lake Superior right. and, um, the scenery is beautiful and you can watch ships going by in boats and um it's on the border of the u.s and canada um yeah it's beautiful so water is a big thing for you yeah yeah me too i love that my grand yeah. owned a fishing resort my whole entire life. um so oh, cool. it was it was amazing off of vancouver island sonora island oh um, wow so just to I love it too. I find if I am like amped up, I just, I just need to be by the water, just kind of just chilling mm. water. I'm not really like my husband used to be a swimmer. So he's like an in the water person. I'm like, let's just take the boat out and sit on the water. You can, Same. you can go jump in. I'm, I'm good. I don't like to sunbathe and stuff like that. I just want to be on the water. It's like, I, I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. good there, having a drink, listening to music, having some fun. You guys all go jump in the water. I'm good. <laughs> it's so calming. I love being by the water. I don't go in much either unless it's like a really hot day. Then I'll jump in, but for two minutes as opposed to, you know, some people can swim for hours. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Tell me a little bit about your um, Pink is In. Tell me a little bit about how it got started. Um, what's it all about? So Pink is In was created by Lisa Crawford, who is a friend of mine. I met her at a red carpet event for the comedy My Roommates and Escort that I co-created and acted and did writing on and all that. So Lisa came to a red carpet event of ours and we got a photo together. She said, I love the show that sort of thing. And then I think she might've added me to social media. And then we kind of had like a back and forth, uh, just a friendship after that. And we ran into each other. Oh, we ran into each other on an umbrella Academy. And she said, you know, I probably like, I think you're a star. (laughs) I'll have a lead role for you someday. Like you should be a star. And it was kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, people don't say that to me all the time. So that was very lovely and kind. And uh, it's nice to have someone champion you or say they would have a role for you if they if they ever have a role for you. Um, and then we kept in touch after that. And we did some um, medical school patient um, acting together where we were patients. Um, so we did that together. And then she reached out a few months later and said, hey, remember when I said, I think you're a star. I have one of the leading roles in this series um, I've created. And can I send you the script? So I said, "Okay, yeah, of course. And I got the script and I'm shocked because um, she wanted me to play the top dog of a women's prison. 
And in the show she loved that I was in, I was this non-confrontational girl next door who kind of spoke really high and like "Eh," nervous laughs all the time. Like everything's going to be okay. My life's falling apart, but things are great. Yeah. If only I could confront people. Like she's very nervous. Um, So when Lisa knew me in real life, and then that character that I played that was non-confrontational girl next door and then was when I got the script and it was like she's the tough girl in the prison she's like the no-nonsense one who like calls the shots I thought okay this is pretty cool that she thinks that I could play this so then I started reading the script and really loved it and then we shot a teaser for the show the pandemic hit I moved back home to my hometown. So this was all happening. My friendship with Lisa was in Toronto. I moved back home. And I think like performing is done. This is it. Like, yeah, everything's over. And Lisa messaged me uh, a few months into 20, like a few months into the lockdowns when things were kind of lifting again at one of the points. Um, They deemed film and television, the government deemed film and television film and television to be essential work, I guess, to keep the platforms um, filled with content for people at home watching. So they greenlit season one in 2020, got picked up by Bell 5 TV in Canada. And then we filmed it in September of 2020. And uh, I think by September 2021, we were filming season two by... And then we filmed a Christmas episode and then we filmed, I think in September, 2023, we filmed season three. So it was kind of like for the next three years, every September. And then I also went there one summer to film a Christmas episode. So over the last few years, I've yeah, I've gotten to go back to Toronto and Hamilton um, once a year for like three weeks to, to film the show and play top dog in all episodes of, of the comedy. I love it. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it's really fun. If you can get it on Bell 5 TV, it's on there right now. Um, So if you have Bell as a provider and you're in Canada, you can get the app or find it on Channel 1 on your guide. Or if you're in the States, you can get it on Amazon Prime. Um, And then someone told me they watched it on Amazon Prime because they have a... Maybe like a fire sticker. I don't know if that's yeah, legal. That. Yeah, I'm going to check it out then. Oh, I don't yeah. know what that technology is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying what someone told me. I don't know if that's right or if that's wrong or if it's. Oh, like, I'm going to check that out. Is fire sure. stick. Le- I don't even know what fire stick is. I need to look into fire stick. But someone told me here they watched it on their fire stick on Amazon Prime. Oh, cool. I'm going to yeah. check that out then. So is there anything that you request in the dressing room that's like a must have that you need to have? No way. (laughs) I just want to keep getting hired back. When I'm on set (laughs) as an actor, I'm like, I'm going to be the like, try to be the most easygoing I can be so that I can keep coming back. (laughs) So I know acting is the coolest job. It's so fun. I just want to do it all the time. I've only only been extras and I just have so much, I have so much fun. I absolutely love it. It's so much fun just to watch everything go down and it's really, really fun. Yeah. You're you're obsessed with some actor named Brad Pitt. So Mm -hmm. this obsession lies. Does he know that 
you know, that you have this obsession? Should should we get him on like a call and have a little conversation with him? What should we do here? Well, the thing is, Brad and I have a very one-way relationship. He likes to pretend I don't exist. And I like, like to spend every day walking around in hopes that I will run into Brad Pitt. Um, Gerard Butler has reached out over TikTok and he liked all of my videos. Uh, I posted a video about Gerard Butler liking all of my videos and did a green screen with the proof. And then another Gerard Butler said, that's not the real Gerard Butler. I'm the real Gerard Butler and you should date me. So I told that Gerard Butler, like, I'm really actually interested in Brad Pitt. Um, and then that Gerard Butler said, well, that other Gerard wasn't real Gerard. So if you ever do want to be with the real Gerard, it's me. And then inboxed me, <laughs> probably looking for money or something, which is so strange because Gerard Butler has so much money. So it's weird. It's not adding up. But yeah, I just, I just kind of know that Brad and I are destined to have coffee together. So I'm just kind of manifesting it. Yeah. Waiting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd like to do more than coffee, but we could start. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next time. Next song. Our Britney Spears, our girl, free Britney. Yeah, yeah, oh baby, baby, how was I supposed to know? Yeah, you're good. I love it. Uh, I think that's how I'm gonna win Brad Pitt over. <laughs> so, hey, if we don't Brad free Britney, we could just get you to come in and sing as Britney or Brad Pitt or Brad Pitt. For Brad Pitt. Yes. Yes. And I want to be there and I'm going to bring Chris Hemsworth. So it's, it's really going to be a great party. This is going to be a great time. Yeah. Well, hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Good times. Back to Brittany. Back to Brittany. So do you have like a crazy story? Is this song you know, bring back memories of the mall days. Dance. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, I went on a cruise ship with my family and we did karaoke every night. So I would always do my Britney impression naturally. And um, they had this little like competition when they did karaoke and they were like, we're auditioning for a cruise ship, Britney. We're auditioning for a cruise ship, uh, Michael Jackson. And I was like, I've been doing Britney all week. I'm going to get up and audition as the Britney. So I auditioned as the Britney. I got the Britney and I performed on the cruise ship in front of all, like, it was like a carnival cruise or whatever. So in front of like, I don't know, 5,000 people got up, did the Britney. But I was very nervous when I did the, the actual performance in costume and I wasn't drinking whereas all the other nights I had a couple drinks went to karaoke feeling loose no nerves just 
sang as Britney, but then on the performance day, I was like, I have to do this in front of 5,000 people. And this was quite a few years ago before I was an actor. So I was like, oh, this is terrifying. And uh, I didn't drink that day because we were in this, like, we had to go rehearse and then do the show. And I was nervous. And then I just, yeah, it's like, that wasn't as good as I could have done it. But I did it. I got up there. <laughs> you signed lots of autographs after throughout the ship. Did people come up? I did. Yeah. They came up to me and they're like, this is my daughter. She wants your autograph, Brittany. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so there's all these kids that have a photo with Brittany on a carnival cruise ship. And they're like looking back at photos now as an adult. And they're like, I thought I met Brittany. Why did you tell me that was Brittany? That's not Brittany. Who is this girl? Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. So I just signed it as Brittany. Cause I'm like, I can't sign my name. Can I? I didn't know. So I just signed Brittany. I don't know if that's illegal. Sorry, Brittany. Maybe I, I signed it like Britney Spies. I don't know. I just, I think I just kind of like scribbled and was like, here you go. <sighs> Hope all your dreams have come true now. <laughs> I'm curious with this next song if you can sing it all. Oh okay. my God. Becky, look. God. At Becky, look at her oh, body. It is so big. One of those rap looks like guys. One of those rap guys' girlfriends. Okay. Who understands those rap guys? They only talk to her because she looks like a total prostitute. Okay. I mean, that butt, it just looks like so big. It's so round. It's so out there. I mean, look, Rose. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other words can't deny that when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist around thing in your face, you get sprung. Wanna pull up cup because you know she's that butt with stuff. Deep in the jeep she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Oh, baby, I wanna get with you and take your picture. My homeboys tried to warn me, but that butt you got makes me so horny. Ooh, rumple smooth skin. Say, wanna get my band? Use me, use me, cause you ain't that average groupie. I see him dancing, tell with romance, and she's sweat, sweat. Got it going like a turbo vet. I'm tired of magazines. Same flat butts all the thing. Take the average black man, that's what. She's got to pack much back. So, fellas, yeah, fellas, yeah. Your girlfriend got the butt. Hell yeah, tell him to shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake that healthy butt. Baby got back. L.A. facing an Oakland booty. <laughs> um, How embarrassing. I did just do that. So, when I was in high school, I really focused on my academic skills, like learning every lyric to that song because I thought it would impress. Actually, I did think it would impress this older guy I liked. Yeah. Yeah. He was four years older. Yeah. So I learned all the lyrics. 40. I thought you were going to say he was 40. I was like, hey. He was 40. <laughs> He was 18 and I was 14, so he might as well have been because that was, my friends were appalled. They were like, he is too old for you. And I guess technically, yeah, looking back, he was. Um, so, yeah, we used to drive around with him and a friend of mine who liked his cousin and we'd all hop in one of their cars and drive around. And I think I heard it once in one of their cars. So then I went home and I recorded it on a, a cassette tape and I recorded the song over and over on the front of the tape and then on the back of the tape. I put it in my tape machine, whatever you call it, boom box, went to sleep while it was playing, woke up in the middle of the night to pee, flipped it over, pressed play again so it would play all the way through again. 
went back to sleep while it was playing through and I woke up and I knew every single lyric to this song. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I was really proud. And then I thought this could work for my studies. <laughs> and then I didn't care about the studies and did not do that and proceeded to struggle with my grades. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever taken this talent out on the road? Like you're just hanging out with your girlfriends or maybe with some friends or some people that you know, and this song comes on and they're like, oh my God, Trisha, how do you know all these lyrics? No, I think that was <laughs> left. Uh, I, I think this is the one and only place <laughs> that I have showcased that other than as my 14-year-old self in the back of that guy's car the next time it came on I was probably like <laughs> casually no big deal know all these lyrics um but yeah <laughs> I don't I don't think I've performed it anywhere but here and this is a one-time performance yeah. you should reach <laughs> out to that guy just randomly and be like hey I'm not quite sure if you remember me but I am just curious if you remember this song and then just send him the song oh my gosh I should look him up now. It would be interesting to see. I think the last time I saw him, I was 20. I would have seen him like 14 years ago, maybe. Wow. I saw him. Yeah, I saw him at a friend at a boyfriend's house. He came by because they were doing something. They were friends or something. And I was at my boyfriend's and he came over. So I was, I'd say the last time I saw him, I was in, yeah, early 20s. Yeah. So that would be weird to see him now. And he's so, so old. He's four years older than me. That's weird. Maybe. Yeah. Which is like play, nothing now, but at the time. <laughs> I want to play a game with you. Ready? Called Mary, Fuck, or Kill. And I just wanted to play this game with you because you have been, you did do the Trailer Park Boys movie. So I'm curious. Mm hmm. He Bubbles or Julian, marry, fuck, or kill. Who is the first one you said? Ricky, Bubbles, or Julian? Oh, yeah. So, Ricky, marry. Oh. Julian, fuck, Bubbles, kill. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. How was the set of that show? It was really what you would expect it to be. Yeah. Like a professional set, but then you see the Trailer Park Boys. It was also like one of my very first movie sets ever. Um, so I auditioned for a role with speaking with lines. And I did a Southern accent because I just felt like Oh yeah, that girl would have a southern accent, like a deep, like a like Texas accent. Yeah. So I did that, and um, I just felt really cringy. Like I had no idea what I was doing. I hadn't done a film audition ever in my life before, and 
then I got a call being like, you're coming, you're coming back as you're coming in as a sunshine girl. I was like, great. I got, I, I get to be on the set with them. Cool. Um, so I went to the set and I remember it just starting like very early in the morning, like five in the morning, putting on our outfits, these bright yellow t-shirts and Daisy Duke shorts. And then seeing the real trailer park boys. Yeah. And it was kind of like, wow, this is, is this really happening? Is this real? So they were, yeah, pretty like professional, but also like kind of bantering a bit. Some of them were bantering a bit more than others. Like uh, Mike, who plays Bubbles, I found he was like doing some improv banter between takes, like kind of in character. There yeah. was a salad bowl on the table and he was saying something about using the tongs and like going on about balls, salmon vinegar, balls, <laughs> and just like, you know, silly goofiness. Yeah. And um yeah, it was fun. And then there was like a big prosthetic penis in the scene and somebody signs a penis. So it was all just like, yeah, just fun, fun trailer park boy stuff, what you would expect. And, uh, and then I kind of had a crush on the actor who plays uh, Ricky, mm -hmm. Rob, Rob Wells, Rob Wells. Yeah, Rob Wells. He was cute. That's why I said Mary, because he was really cute. He's like my type. And then I went to karaoke with them one night and Sebastian Bach was in the movie. No. So he did it. So we got to do karaoke with Sebastian Bach at like a downstairs basement bar in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Like who, who gets to, that was weird looking back. <laughs> like that was my first movie experience. What? That's and uh, yeah. And then I moved to Toronto. And a couple of years later, I had a girlfriend up from Los Angeles because we had acted in a Christmas movie together and um, she was living in, in L.A. She was American and she came up to visit for TIFF for the Toronto International Film Festival. And we went out together to some of the parties and we ran into the trailer park boys. And I said, I was one of the sunshine girls in your movie. And then... Um, they were like, oh, hey, how's it going? And then I like hopped in a cab with them. We went to this other party for, I think, E1. And um, yeah, went to this other red carpet party and kind of like followed them, I guess, tagged along with them. But yeah, it was cool that they were so like just kind of friendly and like go to parties. And yeah, it's awesome. You know, you don't get that on every set. So no. yeah, that was a cool experience. That is really cool. Your next song, yeah. am uh, going there on the ninth. Farewell to Nova Scotia, the sea-bound coast. Let your mountains dark and free be. When I am far away, farewell to Nova Scotia. I love it. Such a fun song, and it's fun. I love that version of it. Um, when. I was assigned that song in singing lessons when I was 17 and wanted to be a Britney Spears pop star, but then had to get up in a local church and sing it like, Farewell to Nova Scotia, the sea-bound coast. Um, and a group of friends from school thought it would be really funny to come and crash the show and laugh at me from the pews 
Um, the song will really leave a, 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 a mark on your heart forever. <laughs> so do you like horror movies? You got a favorite horror movie? Oh, a favorite one. Hmm. Are you like I loved- a horror movie girl? Or are you like right in there with like Saw and stuff like that? More gore. I loved the original Carrie. Loved that movie. Um, when a Stranger Calls, um, where the babysitter is like watching the kids and the person's in the house. So terrifying. Uh, the Halloween movies. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. So kind of a mix of of different things. I watched The Exorcist when I was growing up and it scarred me for life. Like I didn't sleep for years afterwards. So that one is a little bit... Yeah, that one really impacted me. And now I watch more true crime than, uh, I watch horror movies, but more true crime than horror. Um, what's a cool one we saw? We saw Antler at the theater, or Antlers? Antler by Guillermo del Toro um, in the last like year or two. That one was really cool. Yeah, what else have I watched recently, horror movie-wise? There is one that was made during the pandemic strictly on Zoom. Actually, they did have a cinematographer and I think a sound person, maybe the director too, go into the various actors' houses and get some shots of them in the house. But it was mostly over Zoom and they did like an online seance and it gets really dark. It's on sh- It was on Shutter when I watched it and it was called... I don't know if I'll be able to think of the name, but it was really well done. It was really good. And yeah, to scare people with a movie you made over Zoom is pretty cool. That is cool. We like to play and this. yet I can't think of the name. You can try it if you like it. So I'm, I used to love horror movies. I, and mm-hmm. I still do, but like old school horror movies, like Halloween, stuff like that. Now I find like, yeah. it's a lot, right? Like after yeah. the- Oh yeah. In the first saw, I was like, okay, that's creative, gross, but creative. But now like saw 12 or whatever's we're on now, it's, it's just like shock factor. Um, so Mm -hmm. downloading like B horror movies, like, you know, they're probably not the greatest, but, and then we always pick a player. Like we'll have like a bunch of people over and each of us pick a player and the first person's dies. They're out of kind of the thing. So it's a fun thing to play. Um, for some reason, I'm always sleeping with my husband's brother in every single horror movie. Like, he'll <laughs> somebody, I'll pick somebody, and we're always end up sleeping together. So it's like kind of awkward. <laughs> That's After a good like, like family. Years, I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> so I had a lady on my podcast last week, and she loves horror movies, but she loves Joss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, okay, so. Oh the next be awesome shark movie mm-hmm. this one it's gonna blow your mind it was called jaws a claws and it is like a christmas shark movie that i am downloading as we speak because i need we always really watch them during kind of the holidays right so <laughs> i texted my kids and i'm like god mom has found a new holiday movie <sighs> And it's Jaws of Claws and we're watching it. My daughter's like, mom, how do you find this stuff? Like, what is happening? (laughs) 
So feel free to watch that and let me know if you watch it before me. But yeah, I'm excited about it. I would love to see Jaws the Claws. <laughs> and you're going to watch it now or you're going to wait till Christmas? I'm going to wait. I might not just like I couldn't wait until watch Cocaine Bear because I had to oh. Cocaine Bear and it was surprisingly good. I was impressed. It was a lot, like obviously. It was, yeah. But I was. <laughs> the beginning was, was like. More, like more of a C movie, but. Yeah. Actually was a high B. I, I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Ja uh, Jaws. Uh, Cocaine Bear was sh shot really beautifully. Like there were so many dynamic shots and you can tell it was like high, high budget. And yeah. Yeah, she had some dynamic shots in there. I I don't know, because I watched it. I was telling someone at work, I'm like, I watched it during the day by myself. And I was doing other things around the kitchen. Like, it was just kind of on my laptop. So I said, I didn't give it a fair watch. The way you need to be watching that movie, or the way I would like to watch it, is in the dark, with popcorn, maybe a cocktail, or like a gummy, and just watch it when you're like a little bit buzzed and with somebody else where you can make banter yeah, back and forth about it and in the dark where it's got your like full attention, nothing else going on. So I'm going to give it a second shot the proper way, like how it should be viewed. Yeah, I liked it so much that I actually bought it. You did. I did because I did think it was really well done and I <laughs> yummy. So I haven't watched it again. <laughs> And then I went and spent $27 because I was like, I'm freaking buying this. Done. <laughs> husband's like, we might want to watch that like sober. And I'm like, no, this was amazing. Like, this was not what I expected. This one's going in the catalog. So it was funny. Yeah. It's definitely a gummy movie. If you ever eat gummies, that is a gummy movie or like a cocktail. You, you or if you don't want to, yeah, like you could watch it sober, but if you do enjoy drinks sometimes or you do enjoy gummies, that would be a movie to enjoy that with. <laughs> All right, next song. I call you, I need you, my heart's on fire. Tina Turner crazy yeah. um she's she's amazing there is mm -hmm. greatest um documentary uh i think it was on amazon i'm right into documentaries too um yeah. and i watched it and i knew a lot of her story but they were really hardcore on the abuse and i just like it was mm -hmm. bad it was Aww. really i didn't realize how and I'm sure that that was just like a snippet of really what was kind of going on, but it was really, yeah. it was really hard to watch as a female. I was like, the, the abuse was hard to watch, but what was more hard to watch was people were just sitting there. Yeah. People letting it happen. Like with Britney Spears. Now you think, how do you, how can the world sit and watch this and not like no one or with any actor that you hear about or performer or person in yeah. Hollywood who you hear about. Um, yeah, it's almost worse to like know that there were people who are aware but can't st don't step in. Yeah, that's the part yeah. that was really disturbing. I was like, that's really disturbing. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. That's really creepy and scary. Hopefully I, I get like, I get worked <laughs> up about Britney Spears at one time. I was like, I'm going to call the police and I'm going to tell them to go do a wellness check. Like go to Britney's house. My fiance was like, uh, I don't know if you can do like, you do know, like she lives in California. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to look up that. I already have the number. I looked it up. Like I'm going to call the police in California. Like, I don't think she's okay. Have you seen her Instagram? And yeah, he's like, like uh, they're all weird and yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Oh, and poor Tina Turner. What a legend. Yeah. What a legend. How can you like, how, like just getting up and trying to perform karaoke. I'm like, I suck. Like how do these professionals get up there and do these like two hour shows of singing and dancing and singing is like the hardest thing you have to breathe right. And it's, yeah, it's a lot. Was she a big inspiration to you growing up or? Um, well, actually, so that song was a song with an ex oh. and he kind of like, I love the song still. I always loved that, that song. It just kind of is like, a, it's just a power, powerful power song. Um, but then I had that song with an ex and now every time I hear it, I think about him, but not like, oh, what a nice guy. I think like, damn it, why did you have to pick that song as our song? I want to hear the song without thinking about you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have but it's one not like I, I think about him like miss him. I'm just like, that guy was kind of a dick. He was kind like he was a rude American guy. Like um, he was American. He would make fun of me in front of people for having a Canadian accent. And I'd be like, it's like you're saying it wrong. It's this dumbass. And I'd be like in a coffee shop in front of people because of the way I pronounce things. I'm like, don't date a, don't date someone from another country then. Like, I'm not saying it wrong. I just have a different accent than you. Doesn't mean I'm a dumbass. Um, yeah. So I look back at him and I'm like, why did I date such a dick? Yeah. We all did. We all dated dicks. I we all did. Yeah. Like and it's uh, Love Bites. If I hear that song, I don't care where the hell I am. I will literally trample people to turn that song off. <laughs> Reminds me of like my very first kind of real boyfriend, June. Mm -hmm. And like, just everything about that song just makes me nauseous. Like, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this song off, right? Oh. It's like, you wrecked the song for me. Not that I wrote yep. the song that much, but yeah. I, it could be like on one decimo and we're in a massive party of 9 million people. And I could be like, oh my God. You pointed out and you I'm know it's playing. We got to destroy yep. Where's the sledgehammer? Yes, <laughs> yes. And how amazing is that song? That uh, how amazing is Tina Turner? That I'm like, I still freaking love this song. <laughs> I'm like, he was a dick, but you're simply the best, better than all the rest. No, you weren't, but who cares? The song is still a jam. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going on your last song go there um i want you to just kind of tell our audience where to find you what's coming up for you over the you know call it till the end of the year really what's going on for you 
Oh, um, I'm acting in, I know of one movie that I'm doing in July, um, but we don't really see anything about any movies until after it's done and out. So, and then hopefully there's more to come for Pink is In. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a distributor in Los Angeles, in the States, and they're looking for additional platforms beyond um, Amazon Prime and Bell 5 TV. So just waiting to hear good news from the Pink team that either we're filming again or that we're going to be out on more platforms. And yeah, I'm doing a movie in July. And uh, yeah, that's it. Just working on my singing lessons and my going to theater auditions locally and producing some local theater. And yeah. I love it. Just that sort of thing. Your last song. What is Oh, and and I'm going for coffee with Brad Pitt. No big deal. Oh, yes. That's on Friday. That's on Friday. Yeah, that's on every Friday at two o'clock. Brad Pitt and I coffee and we're discussing uh, a project. I bet you if you picked a coffee shop in Ontario and you went there every day and you like TikToked it or videoed it and just went, it's Friday. Brad is still not here. I bet <laughs> over time, one like somebody would see that and he would be one day. Well, because the thing is, someone like Brad Pitt, he's not on TikTok. Gerard Butler, they're not on TikTok, but they're not on TikTok as the fake Gerard Butlers and Brad Pitts who are inboxing me. But guess what? If I was Brad Pitt, I would still be curious to know what the rest of the world was up to. Because just because you're Brad Pitt, you don't want to be out of touch with the world. So I would be on TikTok, but I would be under like user one, two, three loves flowers or something with like a photo of a flower as a profile picture. So, I mean, it could get to Brad. It could. So I'm, I'm motivated now. I will do that. <laughs> it will get to Brad. It will. We are. We're manifesting. <laughs> Don't stop believing. Such a great. Just a small town girl. So good. Reminds me of every dance ever, but then and wedding. Um, but then also um, locally, we did a production of Tony and Tina's wedding, which is like an interactive wedding show. So you, they actually like, so I ended up going out to auditions last year and I thought like I'm gonna make a fool of myself I don't know anyone in theater locally in this city because I spent so many years away in Toronto and I did a bit of theater there but I hadn't done theater in my hometown and it's a really good theater community they're like there's like five theater companies and they're all so strong and I was like who am I to, I can't I'm not, I'm not gonna know anyone and they're all friends and they all know each other I went to the auditions and it was like a lot of improv and getting up and doing different scenarios as different characters from the show. I ended up booking Tina and Tony and Tina's wedding. And then we had this whole like eighties wedding at the big wedding hall here. And um, I think we had like two to 300 guests a night at the venue. And we had like a scripted show with a lot of dance choreographed, choreographed dances to Madonna and um, a lot of 
like the wedding ceremony was scripted things throughout the show were scripted that had to happen but then there was a lot of room to get out there and interact with the guests and gossip with the guests about what was going on in the show so I had so much fun with that and then at the end of the show every night um, journey don't stop believing would come on after we did our bows so when we could finally crack our character like all night when I'd see people I knew they'd be like Trish and I'd be like who and then I'd stay in the Tina character and I'm like this like 25 year old Tina and this is like 1982 who's I don't, I don't know Trish but I'll look out for her um so at the end of each night we finally got to like do our bow and then say hi to our friends and be like thank you so much for coming I want I, I tried so hard not to break character I'm so sorry I like <laughs> pretended you were somebody else and confused you and um and then we would like hug and they'd bring over flowers to different cast members and we'd all dance together um so that was a really special moment that's like seared in my memory forever because there's nothing like that feeling of performing live with people and with the audience being a part of the show so yeah that's just made that song even more special to me so now when I hear this song if I'm out driving in my car I'm instantly brought brought back to that moment of just like feeling so much gratitude for getting act and just getting to like put on a show with people and be a part of something that just felt kind of like a little bit of felt like there was some magic around it and it just felt really positive so yeah that song brings me back there now and to every school dance ever and every wedding yeah Yeah. and back to the 80s and who doesn't want to be in the 80s that's right I agree that song brings up tons of memories for me too like when I think of it and I, and I love just being able to just to play that song and you can just see, it doesn't matter who you're with. They're like, oh my God. And it just makes- Yes, you see them light up too. Yeah, it's like a switch. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. It just puts oh. everyone in like a happy mood and people just drop everything and get up and dance. That's pretty powerful. It is. I had so much fun with you today. Thank you so- Likewise. Much. Thank you so much for joining us today on Music Junkies. Like, subscribe, follow. I will give out all our contact information so you can go stalk her because that's really <laughs> Um, But I laugh. Thank you so much for sharing all of your memories and being open. And I love you singing. Oh my God. I'm going make, <laughs> to make 500 clips of just you singing, which is so awesome. I love that, that you're so open. So thank you so much, Trish. This was so much fun. I love this podcast. So thanks for letting me be a part of it and like sending me down that rabbit hole of memory lane. Thanks for listening today. Hope you enjoyed the show. New episodes out every Monday. Please share with a friend and subscribe because you want to and like me because you like me. Leave a comment so we can connect. And if you have a great playlist and you want to share, I'd love to have you on the show please reach out to me on Instagram at the music junkies podcast.